Hello, friends. I'm pleased to tell you that the Art of Fitness t-shirts are now up. If you go to www.theartoffitnesspodcast.com, it's the first thing you see. Just click on the image of the t-shirt and you could purchase one. It has the Art of Fitness logo and spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, not necessarily in that order, but you'll see it when you see it. Um, So those are available for purchase. And as always, Anytime you're doing any kind of Amazon shopping, if you go through my portal link on theartoffitnesspodcast.com, a percentage of anything you purchase will go directly in supporting this podcast. So please do that. And as always, if you go on iTunes, if you rate this, if you write a review, that helps me in some way that most people are still trying to explain to me. So please do that for me, and thanks. I'm Steve Serbis, and this is The Art of Fitness. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Fitness. I'm Steve Serbis, and today I'll be talking with Morgan Gray. Morgan is a 17-year-old student at Winfield High School in a small town of Milton, West Virginia, going into her senior year of high school. She started CrossFit in the summer of 2015, did her first competition that same August at the West Virginia Championship and placed second, decided to try her hand at the 2016 CrossFit Open and placed 80th worldwide in the 16-17 to division. That's when she decided to leave her track team and pursue CrossFit more seriously. In the teen division, Morgan is a Granite Games qualifier, a Wadapalooza qualifier, and the sitting top podium finisher at the West Virginia Championship. In the 2017 CrossFit Open, she placed 10th worldwide in the 16-17 to division, and in the teen qualifier, she finished 17th. That finish bought her a ticket to the 2017 CrossFit Games, where she finished 12th overall. It was really refreshing to talk to Morgan and get a teen perspective on, on what that entire um, experience is at the CrossFit Games and leading up to it. Um, not to mention, she has a head on her shoulders. You know, I go into detail about how when I was a teenager, I was a complete moron and it's nice to talk to uh somebody from that generation that is that it has her head on her shoulders that is focused and that has a clear idea of what it is she's doing and where she wants to go anyway without any further ado let's get into my conversation with morgan gray morgan you there yeah hey Hey, Morgan, how are you? Thank you for coming on The Art of Fitness. No, it's my pleasure. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Morgan, how old are you? I'm 17 years old. You're 17 years old, and you're already one of the fittest people on the planet. How does that feel? It's surreal. I would have never imagined I'd be at this point by now. Well, it, it's pretty astounding because, you know, I'm, I'm looking over what you've done in your 17 short years of life. I could say that because I'm, I'm an old man. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty awesome, man. You're, you're doing great. Um, and before we go into 
you know, your experience at the CrossFit Games and and how you got there and all of that. I want to know what is it like being a teenager in a small town in West Virginia um, who is also a national level fitness competitor. How does that how does that look on a daily basis? Um, well, if it's around other people, say my age, it really doesn't have a factor in much because not too many people around here, especially my age, do CrossFit. Uh-huh. Um, but then the people that I do know, they're just amazing with support, the people that know what I'm doing and know what I'm trying to accomplish. But say for at school, um, people might ask me, you know, how's working out going? And then it just leads into, oh, that's crazy. I can never do that. But it's, yeah. it varies from person to person, but uh-huh. in so, any. So well, how did, how did you, uh, you obviously belong to a CrossFit gym. Yes. So how did you, how did you come to decide, yeah, I'm going to go to that kind of gym? And are there other teenagers that work out with you, or do you work out with adults? Um, so getting to that gym, I had actually started at one gym. It's called Mountain State Force CrossFit. And that was where I kind of got into it, kind of started knowing what to do and what workouts were looking like. Um, and then my mom actually had a friend that goes to another gym that was just a few miles down the road called Fire Breather Fitness. Mm-hmm. And they had one class that it was more the competitive class. So she said, hey, why don't you come down here? It's like on the weekends or something, come work out with us. So then after going there for a couple months, I eased into kind of going there every day. <laughs> and working out with that competition class every day. Um, I still love everybody from my old gym, but just the little extra push has definitely helped tremendously. Um, yeah. I do have one, or I started out with one friend that um, his dad went to that gym. So mm-hmm. finally talking about it at school, um, convinced him to come in. Now he's very into CrossFit, and we got one of our non-believer friends one of those people that thought that CrossFit was kind of dumb and wasn't too sure about it uh we got him to come in and try it out and he's a believer now (laughs) that's awesome so you walk into this this competition class at this gym uh how long did it take the coach to say um this kid this kid has something here Uh, um well on the first day I think I surprised people because I was doing butterfly chest to bar um, and that was just kind of something that you don't really normally see around here from kids that are still in school. Right. Um, so I think that that just kind of made a couple people turn their heads. Nice. So, so you started this competition class and then you're, and this was when, what, what year did you start? Uh, start just CrossFit in total or start doing yeah. a competition? Uh, well, yes. I started, I went to my first class in the summer of 2015, uh, and that was just starting out with a teen class. So it was only like a couple of days a week. 
all right, great. And then your first competition was in that same same year, right, at the West Virginia Championship? Yep, correct. And what and what did you place in your first competition? I got second. Okay, sweet. And then, so you tried out for the Open the following year. So after one year of CrossFit in 2016, and tell us how you finished uh, worldwide. Uh, well, the 2016 Open, I finished 80th in my division, so the 16-17 division. All right. So, so obviously you have some talent, and but when did you realize that maybe you should start pursuing this? Um, well, whenever I had first started, there were a couple people that were kind of pushing me to do some extra work. Uh, I actually have, I drew out a picture of the CrossFit Games logo with uh -huh. 2016 on it. Because yeah. that was originally like, oh, I think this is so cool. I would love to go to the game someday. But the coming year was 2016, so I just went ahead and put 2016 on there. Uh, but I didn't get serious about training until probably a little bit after I started going to that competition class, which would have been the summer of 2016. Mm -hmm. And then you went back to the West Virginia Championships where you you know, crushed your previous year because, yeah. you know, you've been doing this for a whopping entire 12 months. So you got first place and then, um, you went to Wadapalooza, right? I qualified, but I didn't get to go. Okay. So uh, because of it's incredibly expensive to get to Miami, right from West Virginia. Gotcha. So, so then comes the 2017 CrossFit Open in the 16 to 17 division where you placed 10th worldwide. Yes. Okay, that's a big jump from 80th to 10th. <laughs> yep. Right? Um, so I'm assuming as a 17-year-old girl, um, obviously you didn't walk into this CrossFit gym having not been an athlete at all your entire life. So what were you doing before you decided to start crossfitting and competing in um, functional fitness sport? Uh, well, whenever I was younger, I was just one of those kids that was thrown into random sports. Uh, I started out, it seems like every kid around here was in soccer whenever they were younger. So mm -hmm. I did a couple years of soccer. Um, I was on the swim team for four to five years from the time I was five to eight or nine or nine or ten something like that um, I did softball basketball uh, I ran a lot my dad was an ultra runner so I kind of got sucked into doing that I started running whenever I was 11 years old I did cross country in middle school I also did track in middle school, and then I did cross-country and track my freshman year of high school. Um, I ran a lot of half marathons. I ran my first marathon when I was 14. Jeez. Um, so that, that part of it has definitely helped me with the endurance part of the sport and CrossFit. Yeah. You say your dad was an ultra runner. What, like, what were some distances that, that your father covered and, and had, did you ever join him? Um, I think that the farthest race that he did was a hundred K, which is 
little over 60 miles. Jeez, um, man. <laughs> I, I used to want to be that kind of runner also and try to get a hundred miler in at some point. And now yeah. I'm wondering what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> but he, I mean, he was the one that got me into running. So all of the half marathons and then the marathon that I did, he was always running the same races. All right. So you and your dad diverged. He continues to run ultras. You kind of made a decision which wasn't an easy one, correct? Right. You made a decision to move away from track where you were a pole vaulter, right? Right. And I understand that pole vaulting, tell me if I'm wrong, but pole vaulting, if you're a good like national level pole vaulter, that's kind of like a ticket to a scholarship, is that right? Yes. Yeah, not you know, many I've heard people, not too many people around here do it. So if you get a good height, the possibility of getting a scholarship is very high around here. Yeah. So that that couldn't have been an easy decision to say, hey, um, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to pursue CrossFit. How did you come to that decision? And were people trying to change your mind? Yes. So at that time, before track was starting, at the first gym I was at, we had a kids class and I was helping coach that class. Um, and that was just something that I loved to do. I didn't want to give it up. And I was trying to tell my track coach about it. So I had asked him if I could leave practice a little bit early, just one day a week. And he told me um, that I couldn't do that. So, which I understand his reasoning, but so it was either give up track completely or give up being at the kids' class, which that was my main concern. I wasn't really concerned about working out at that time. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, my friends were wanting me to stay doing track. Um, I think it was my mom that was telling me, you know, you can get all these scholarships. It's looking good. My coach is telling me the same thing. If you keep doing this, you can get the state record. But I just wanted to be at the kids' class and helping, which I'm thankful that I left track for that. Mm -hmm. Because then that also, as well as getting to stay in with the kids' class, it let me be able to work out more um, and progress in CrossFit, which I am very thankful for now. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, not an easy decision, man. So, I mean, like, there's something to be said for that. Here's, a, as a 17-year-old young woman making a decision guided by your own instincts is, uh, that's commendable. So, very, very well done. Because this year, um, you... Went to the CrossFit Games, right? <laughs> yes. So 10th worldwide in the open. And then um, in the qualifier, I see that you, you, were, you finished 17th, which took you to the Games. And, and how, did, how did your week go? How did you finish? Oh, well, I finished 12th overall by the end of the weekend. Uh, That's great. Out of, out, of, out of a field of how many? 
There were 20. 20 of us. 20. Wow. So out of field of 20, um, but 20 qualified to go. Right. Out of, uh, you know, out of uh, the bajillion across the world um, that tried to qualify. And, um, and you went, and you were the 12th fittest teenager on the planet. Um, how does that feel, first of all? Um, knowing how many teenagers there are, that feels amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet. And, and just quickly before we go on to the questionnaire, um, because you're, it's, it's interesting. This is a fun conversation for me because you're the first person that I've brought on that's bringing this, um, perspective of, of youth, you know, um, you're a teenager, you're coming at this sport um with with a youthful vigor that is not tainted by anything else so you came to crossfit um through crossfit it's not like you're coming from other disciplines that you're you're translating to this so i i just want to ask you what was the experience like for you to go to the crossfit games to compete and and to finish um so so positively it was definitely a learning experience um that was probably the most i got out of it it was so so fun just being there being able to experience all of it um but there were i mean there were definitely some highs and some lows but both were it being both were able to be learned from definitely the lows. I know what to do now whenever I go into another competition. Um, All right. Just give me one example. So what, what was, what was the high point of the week for you? Uh, there was one workout. It was called the assault lunge workout. It was 30 calories on the bike and then a hundred foot overhead lunges uh, with a dumbbell. Mm-hmm. And that was one workout that I'm normally not not the type of athlete to do good in those short sprint workouts. But I was the first one off the bike. They had called they had called someone down in the lane saying that their judge's hand was up and I could see out of my peripheral view that my judge's hand was up. And then they called my name and I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm first off the bike. I would have never imagined this would happen. So right. I was um, going in first, going in to do the lunges. I was ahead for most of the workout. I did step out of bounds, so then I had to go back to another line, go back um, to where the starting point was within that boundary. And then that had a few people pass me, but I finished fourth in the workout, which was amazing because it was something that I didn't know about myself. I didn't know that I could finish well in the quick and powerful type workouts. Um, so that mm-hmm. was definitely a high point. Awesome. And, and tell me your, your major low of the week. Um, the last workout, definitely. Um, the last workout was a two-in-one workout. So it was, we did Diane, and then it was a two-minute rest, and it was six rope climbs and 30 thrusters. And my judge on that kept no repping me but 
Mm. I wasn't sure why I was being no repped. And the okay. funny thing was, it was just before that workout, I was talking to my coach and we were talking about times that he had had no reps and workouts. He was saying, oh, just on those times you step out and call over the head judge and get it fixed and see what's happening. But in the heat of the moment, I didn't think to do that. So I kind sure. of blew it on that. Yeah, well, hard, hard to do when, you know, the clock is ticking and and you're moving and you, you just want to pivot and and continue to move so you can continue to get your reps and and finish. Um, so difficult to do to call over the head ch- judge in the midst of competition. So I wouldn't beat yourself up about that. Yeah, it's definitely a – those are one of the times whenever – I kinda, I'll know what to do in the next time that happens, and I can kind of keep my calm a little bit more. All right. So before we go on, let me, um, let me just ask you this. So now that you have this behind you, and uh, you've been to the CrossFit Games, and you still have another year to compete as a teen, um, what's your plan? What, how, does, how does your year look this year? Are, are you looking to go back? Are you looking to – has training started already, or – you know, what's your plan for this this year? Um, well, next year I'll be next year by the time of the open I'll be 18, so I'll be going into competing with the big dogs by then. Um, gotcha. But right now I'm at the end of a rest week since we just got done with the games, but then it's going to be trying to get ready to go to Wadapalooza, but I will still be in the team division there. I'll go into Wadapalooza this winter, hopefully, and then try to try to get to regionals or at least try to get as close as possible um, to try my hardest to get back to the games within a few years. Awesome. Well, Morgan, good luck. I think that you show a great deal of promise. And... Um, and thanks for sharing your story uh, up until this point, because I think we're going to hear a lot from you. Well, thank so, you very much. You got it. So are you ready to do this questionnaire? Yep. All right, let's motor through this. Section one, the physical. How many meals do you consume in a day? That kind of varies up upon training. If I'm not training very much, I'll just kind of eat throughout the day. I still try to watch what I eat and how much I'm eating, but... More so whenever I am training, it'll be a little bit, a little bit right when I wake up, go train, have a big meal after the first workout, um, maybe a snack before the next workout, and then a big meal just after every workout. Um, so probably about two to three meals, but snacking throughout. Gotcha. In percentages of fat, protein, carbohydrate, what's your macronutrient breakdown per meal? Does it change for time of day or do you not, do you not measure? Um, I just try to get a total by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get about... And what, what is that? I'll get about 130 to 140 grams of protein, 200 to 250 grams of carbs, and somewhere in the 50s grams of fat. Great. And how much time do you take between eating and training? So you like a big meal post right after, 
Sometimes you snack in between. Are you the type of person that can eat and go, or are those snacks pre-workout? Um, do you have to give yourself some time? Um, eat and go isn't ideal. Uh, sometimes I'll do it just if I haven't had very much. But typically I like to be at least an hour to an hour and a half between eating and training. Yeah, great. And how often do you train in a day? Typically two to three times a day, if that's all I'm doing. If it's like, like summer break, that's what I've been doing. So two to three times a day. And what does a typical training day for you look like? So do you have a morning session, a midday session, an evening session? How do those sessions differ? Do you have a strength session? Do you have a straight conditioning session? Or is it all varied? What does a typical day for you look like? Uh, so, you know, it'll normally be a a.m., noon, and p.m. I won't typically be in the gym for every three. Uh, normally, it's just one, maybe two. So, a.m., it could be something like swimming or running. And then noon or p.m. could be in the gym, uh, either doing strength or some kind of Metcon. And then sometimes... Sometimes a session could be as simple as stretch out and meditate. Um, mm -hmm. Just trying to work on the mental aspects and not only focusing on the physical. Excellent. Well, that is a perfect segue for section two, which is the mental. Want to hear more about this. How would you describe your state of mind while training? Oh, well, I genuinely love being in the gym and love training. So being around every, being around everybody, just having my gym friends that are in there, we're always like laughing and goofing off, um, which kind of lightens the mood, which is nice if you're going into a workout that you know is just going to destroy you. Um, mm -hmm. But then... Then there's, I mean, sometimes there's also the days where it's, you kind of don't want to be there. Um, the days whenever I'm just not feeling motivated. Um, so then sometimes it'll just be a, you have to remember what the goal is and push through it anyways. But that's very rare. Nine times out of ten, it's just be in there, have a good time, suffer a little bit, and walk out with a smile. Nice. And if you could liken your state of mind while in competition to a type of organic or inorganic substance, what would it be and why? So my mind goes immediately to an animal. Uh, so I think yeah. of a dog or at least my dog. Um, so what he does Kinda is like if we'll be... If we'll be like playing around, he'll be jumping, having a good time. But then if something catches his eye... Um, his thing is he likes to chase flies. So if he sees a fly, he'll be focused on that one and only thing and nothing else yeah. will distract him. So in competition, during the warm-up and then walking out, it's uh, we'll be laughing and have a good time. I'll be talking to my coach, talking to the competitors, just trying to keep the mood light. But then once we're running out to go onto the floor and they say something like athletes one minute, then all my focus is going to be on what I have to do. Great. So you just kind of turn it on like a switch. Yep. 
That's cool. Imagine this scenario. You're holding a baby in your right arm and a cooler holding a vital organ to be delivered to a loved one in need in your left. You come to a canyon. The only way across is via zip line, which requires one of your hands to hold on with. What do you put down and what do you take with you? The baby or the organ? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I would try my best not to leave either behind, whether it's try to put the handle of the cooler around my arm and then hold the baby in that arm or if needed maybe like put the baby in the cooler I know that's not the best thing but if I can get them both <laughs> across that would be ideal all right a news broadcast just reports that the earth is going to be struck by an asteroid the size of our moon all those officials have known about this for some time the asteroid is predicted to hit within 24 hours this will mean a certain end for our planet how do you spend your last 24 hours? Um, I'll probably just be with my family that's close around here. Um, you'd probably just go to one of our favorite places to eat, assuming that not too many people are going to be there. And then... What, what is your favorite place to eat? Let's plug it. Oh, gosh. There's this... Mexican place not too far down the road. It's called Tortilla Factory, and they have burritos that are humongous. <laughs> but that just just get some comfort food if the world's gonna end. Um, and then I'd say we just go and lay out somewhere and I don't know, talk to each other, talk about life, and then watch the end happen. Nice. You know, let me tell you something. I've, I've heard this um, question answered a few times now. And I'll tell you this, is you just reminded me how important burritos would be <laughs> in my last 24 hours. <laughs> I, think, I think hearing you say that, I'm like, you know what? I would absolutely want a burrito in my <laughs> last 24 oh, hours. So, so thank you for reminding <laughs> me about the, the importance of Tex-Mex. And, um, yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, this is a two-part question. When is it essential to lie? And when is it deplorable to tell the truth? So essential to lie would be if somebody wasn't too sure, say, how their outfit was or if they got a new haircut, if they weren't too sure how it looked. Um, and you just kind of give them a confidence booster and say, oh, it, you look good. Don't worry about it. You look awesome today. Even if even if you're not too sure about it yourself, you want to try to lift people up if you can. Nice. And when is it deplorable to tell the truth? Um, I've actually had this example happen at work every once in a while I work as a lifeguard so we've had uh -huh. times whenever a parent will be trying to get their kid out of the pool and they'll tell them oh the pool's about to close we need to go but everybody else knows that the pool's closing in like a few hours not in a few minutes so the parents would sometimes ask me oh the the pool's about to close right trying to get me to say something to their kid so i right. kind of go along with it saying oh yeah the pool's closing in a few minutes you better hurry 
You're so kind. <laughs> it would be pretty deplorable of you to say, no, it's open for another three hours. <laughs> Make a yeah, liar out of that mom parents. and dad. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> uh, all right. Who in history, real or fictional, would you describe as resilient and why that person? Uh, so last year we read, or I read a biography on Frederick Douglass for one of my language classes. And uh -huh. just reading about his life fascinated me. Just how he was born, born into slavery, but then education was one of the big things that he made his priority. Um, he went out finding other kids to teach him how to read, um, even though he knew what the consequences could be. And then whenever he did learn how to read, he taught um, his friends and his family how to read also, because if you could read, you could learn anything. Um, and then just whenever he escaped, he found a job as a ship caulker. Even though the other workers harassed him, he was just there because he had to make money for his family. Then he went on to become this amazing writer and speaker. Um, so he didn't let his past define, define him. Great. Excellent. Let's move on. Section three, the emotional. What is, Morgan, at this stage in your life, your idea of perfect happiness? Uh, probably the days, like a Sunday morning whenever I wake up and I don't have much to do. Uh, I'll typically just get a cup of coffee and go out on the back porch and I'll have my dog with me. Uh, and just the sitting there in the peace and nothing to worry about, that is whenever I'm very just content in what I'm doing. That's awesome. What is the opposite of fear? Um, in a word, I'd say sureness or certainty. Um, because if you know, if you're sure of what's going to happen, then you don't have too much to fear. All you can do is prepare yourself for it. Um, so I always think of fear as being the unknown, because with the unknown, you have a thousand things running through your mind at a mile a minute. Um, so if you're sure about something, you can kind of let those thoughts go away and just prepare yourself as best as you can. Great. Finish this sentence for me. Love is blank. I think that love is all those little things that mean so much. Um, one example is my mom has these two foster boys and whenever I'm babysitting them, uh, whenever I see them, whenever they see me and they smile or they tell me that they want me to come and sit by them or they want me to tuck them in when they're going to bed or give me a hug and a kiss, that just makes me, that means so much to me and it makes my heart so happy. Oh. What recurring trait do you notice about yourself that makes you angry? I procrastinate very badly. <laughs> really? I, I, I got to tell you, seeing what you've done in two years, right? And, you know, 
how poised you are as uh, a 17 year old young woman in this conversation. I can't imagine that. Uh, what what kind of things do you procrastinate with? Uh, the big thing is going to sleep. Um, I'll get home <laughs> and I'll have a bunch of things to do. Uh, but you know, typical 17 year old, I'll be just scrolling through social media and then a couple hours are by and I don't even realize it. I mean, it's a trap, man. It, 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 it has nothing to do with age that it is a trap. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, when do you experience sadness, Morgan? Oof. Um, one of the big times is whenever I feel like I've let somebody down or if they're disappointed because of something I've done. It's a big one. Tell us about the last time you were genuinely surprised. While I was at the games, uh, there were a couple people from my gym that had met, I think it was the owner of Theragun. Are you familiar with what Theragun is? No, explain that for me. Uh, so it's, it's like this recovery and pre-workout tool. Um, it almost looks like some kind of power tool uh, because you can put attachments on the end and then just flip a switch or, uh, or it's the one that I have is you pull a trigger and it just kind of beats into your muscle um, to cause... Oh, so it, lo it, it looks like a gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've actually had that treatment. I just didn't know the word. Yeah, I've, I've had that okay. done to my, to my ankle, my leg. Um, okay, sorry to interrupt, but yes, I'm with you. <laughs> um, so a couple people that had came up from my gym to watch me, they had met the owner of that company at a restaurant, and they were talking about being at the games and saying that I was there competing. And they had, or the owner had told um, my friends that they'd have one of them ready for me and so whenever I went to pick it up he said okay you can you you can have this and just bring it back on Sunday and I was super appreciative for that but then whenever I brought it back at the end of the weekend on Sunday he had said just keep it and I was so so like happy and appreciative that I, I just hugged him a few times. Um, oh, that's nice. Because, I mean, it's, it's definitely a nice piece of equipment. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Score. Yeah. <laughs> what word or action incites a feeling of disgust in you? Uh, the main one is people just intentionally being mean to somebody else for no reason. Yeah, man, what is that? Gosh. Just it takes someone special and not in a good way for that. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. Section four, final section, the spiritual. What is your Morgan definition of the spirit? Uh, I'd say just what makes somebody them. Uh, kind of a tie-in of personality and your traits. Just 
who you are in your highest and your lowest moments. What happens to us when our bodies die? I'm not too sure on that. Um, I bounce back and forth between we're just done, uh, we get somehow in a way reincarnated, we go somewhere. Um, I, I haven't decided all too much on that. All right. Well, I think that people have been debating over that since the dawn of time. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think you might go back and forth on that for quite a while. Um, name one event in your life that you can most closely describe as a miracle. Um, most closely what? It kind of cut out for a Just second. That you can most closely describe as a miracle. Um. I mean, just every little thing. The be, having the family that I have, uh, being able to support me in things that I do, um, and just everything leading up to the point where it's at now. Because every little thing has an effect on what happens next so getting every little thing to line up perfectly to end up where it is now i just think that's astonishing yeah man so when do you feel most connected with creation uh so i'd feel this a lot whenever i was i'd be out trail running whenever i'd be out by myself and i don't hear anything that's man-made I don't hear another person um I'd always like just standing in the middle of the trail and looking around and thinking how amazing it was just that I could be out in nature yeah what is the thing that is the closest resemblance to absolute truth for you it may get a little darker here, but I think death, because death is the one thing that we are all certain is going to happen. Mm. Yeah, it's not dark. That's <laughs> reality. Um, although they're making some progress with science, so who knows? That uh, maybe maybe in your lifetime. Um, but That's final question. <laughs> <laughs> final question. And this is an easy one, but why at this point in your life do you feel as though you were put on this earth? I really don't know that the answer to that question. I haven't found that yet. All right. Well, that's a fantastic answer from, uh, from a, a very well put together and uh, very promising young woman. Thank you so much for coming on The Art of Fitness, Morgan. Um, you know, I got to tell you, talking to a 17-year-old uh, sophomore in high school, I, you know, when I was a sophomore in high school, I was an absolute idiot. Oh. I was, <laughs> I was yeah. a juvenile delinquent, and, you know, I was in no way accomplished and by no means could carry a conversation yeah. like this with such uh, candor. And, um, and it's obvious that you have a clear sense of who you are 
and a clear vision for what it is you want to do. And uh, you're living by a philosophy. So, you know, thanks again for coming on. This was this was really nice for me to talk to you. Well, thank you very much. Um, but just to kind of clear something up, I'm going into my senior year. Your senior yep. year. Hey, <laughs> but I, I, I was an idiot when I was a senior, too, <laughs> Morgan. That's um, all good. So, <laughs> so how, how, how can the audience connect with you before we go? Uh, well, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my username is M-O-H Gray, so M-O-H-G-R-A-Y. I'm on Facebook, just as Morgan Gray. Um, that's about all the social media I have. <laughs> All right, and do you have anything, any events coming up that we should check out or anything else that we should know about that's important to you right now? Uh, well, if I qualify, if, any, if anybody's going to be at Wadapalooza, I would love to hear from anybody. I am. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And, before and before you go, do you have any parting words for the audience? Uh, plant a seed of inspiration, maybe other... Um, other people who are your age, who are watching you on um, on television, saying, "Man, how do I get there?" Any any kind of inspiration you could give us? I'd say just if you want to do something, follow your heart. If you know that that's what you want to do, and if people are trying to talk you out of it, just go with your gut and go with what you think is right. Awesome, Morgan Gray. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much again for coming on the Art well, of thank Fitness. Thank you very much for having me. All right, you take care and good luck with everything. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Fitness. If you did, please subscribe, write a review. Also, go to www.theartoffitnesspodcast.com, scroll down, and do all of your Amazon shopping through the Art of Fitness portal. It would really help support. Thanks a lot. No,